0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Let's get it started
1: in here. What's up, everybody? Happy New Year's Eve. 2020 is just around the corner, and we are excited to still be here at the Believe Podcast Network. Everyone, check out the opening line. This is episode 47.
2: Oh, the band is on the field. Yeah, one in the right, down the Here's Michael at the foul line. A shot on Elo. Let's get it started. Let's get it started in here. Let's get it started. Let's get it started in here. Let's what's
1: up, what's up everybody? Welcome to the opening line. We are back. Yes, I know we have been on a break. We have been absolutely busy since the holiday seasons began. We did get you an episode after Thanksgiving. Uh, we, As we mentioned, our Thanksgiving episode was not our hottest we uh, coming off that trip to fan kick food coma food comas and we didn't want to bring you one on Christmas because we were also in a similar place at least I was in food coma relations but we are here right before the new year it is December 29th 30th December 30th okay we're, we're right there we're about to hit 2020 so those mistakes on days so will go away here eventually <laughs> but we're excited to kind of wrap up the year of the opening line as well as the sports within it and then tell you where we are headed in the future. I'm very excited for 2020. Wits and I are stoked on what we're going to be bringing you guys. Um, The Believe Podcast Network has been absolutely amazing and we're excited to keep on rocking with them. Wits, I'm in your office right now. We are sitting in your office. We are recording this show. I am stoked beyond belief because I am here in the beautiful snowy Chicago. First time I've seen snow in two
3: years. (laughs) How are we doing today? We're doing great, Roz. It it has been a long time off, but we've got a lot of great stuff for you today. Um, NFL regular season finally finished up. We had the first two playoff games this past weekend. Um, LSU, huge blowout, but the other game, Clemson, Ohio State, that was a great one all the way till the end. So we'll be hitting you with some football, NFL playoff picture. Um, So yeah, I'm excited, Roz. We had a great fantasy season, Ended with a Wits Fantasy Championship. I was like, you were baiting me right there. You were like, me. oh, we had a great fantasy season. We we're, did. did. you want me to be like, oh,
1: congratulations, Andrew. You no, won. I, uh, I already knew that you knew. Okay, you can um, you can rattle a little bit off about I that. See. You won. You came in first place in our league. And if you listen to this show, you're, you're going to hear about our league. So you won the Kevin Marsh Memorial League. The trophy is being engraved. You beat a friend of ours who has won it before. How does it feel to be a champion? I mean, I live my life with such a large ego that I think I'm a champion every day, but you finally get, a, you get to grace yourself with that.
3: Yeah. yeah, very pumped to see my name on the trophy. It was a, it was a long run. Um, started off 0-2 and didn't look back from there, so it was, it was a great season. And just, just excited to hold the trophy with my name on it. That's, that's all I'm looking forward to now.
1: Yeah, I mean, 2019 was exciting for the
3: both of us, just in so many different areas. You're a fantasy
1: football champion. You get your own office. Life is just going going crazy in a good way. For me, yeah. new job, promotion, working with celebrities, working at MTV, and now I'm here at home for my last stop here in Chicago for a little bit, and uh, I just get to reminisce about this, and what makes up most of our life is sports. And we just had arguably the greatest stretch of football I've seen in a long time. The 100th year of the NFL capping off with a game that came down to inches, which we'll get into. I mean, literal inches from Roz being the most excited human being on the face of the earth. And uh, the college football playoffs, you can argue with me that one was not exciting to watch, but the other one was. I think both were super exciting which, if you had LSU minus 12, you were pretty excited. <laughs> I think that might have influenced it. I think that but like for me and what my, me and my dad were saying is like it was such a privilege to watch that game because I don't think you'll see a quarterback do that at that level. And I understand you can get New Mexico State versus Albany Christian and maybe their quarterback throws for eight touchdowns. But two Division one, top four teams, and a quarterback comes out there with eight touchdowns it's something magical you don't get to see that often and he looked flawless and he still said he wasn't perfect but he looked flawless to me and that's a guy that's like hey i wasn't being recognized now i'm going to be the number one overall pick in the draft which before we get into these playoff games and then obviously talk about the national championship any big takeaways from the college football season this year i mean alabama not making the playoffs might be one we discuss here shortly but to you what were some of like the bigger kind of storylines of college football in 2019
3: Yeah, well, for me, looking at the playoffs, I think, you know, the backup QB slash transfer portal, um, looking at the four-playoff team, Roz, there was three quarterbacks in there right now who were at other colleges and other places and, you know, couldn't get the starting job. So when you look at that, um, that's one of my biggest storylines. It's so cool to see a guy like Joe Burrow, who was a backup at Ohio State, come to the Heisman, win a Heisman at LSU and on his way to a possible national championship you had Justin Fields, who was the number one rated prospect out of high school, and you know couldn't beat out Jake Fromm, so he transferred to Ohio State and ended up finishing second in the Heisman voting. And then you had Jalen Hurts, who, looking back at his college career, um, it was it was special. I mean, I think it was like. Th- 28-4, and a great record as a starter, um, did a lot of great things in Alabama, and then lost his the starting job and came to Oklahoma and had a historic season, you know, running the ball, passing the ball. So that's a huge storyline for me, guys that either got benched, couldn't get the starting job, and we find three of them in the college football playoff, and then, like you said, the the man on top, Joe Burrow, was a guy off the radar in a lot of ways, and now finds himself one win away from a national championship and then I I think a first overall pick. I think he's gonna be a Bengal, replace Andy Dalton.
1: Yes, which is tough for you because you're the Daltonite. Um, For me, college football in 2019, it's just this regression of the Pac-12 which we harped on a lot already. A little bit of a regression when it comes to the Big 10. I think this was the best Ohio State team we've seen since their championship team. There, That game which we will discuss There's a lot that could have happened. There's a lot of conversation how they didn't score in the red zone early, and that is what kept Clemson confident and alive in this game. I really think that targeting call was huge. I think Chase Young doing the extra yank on that play. A little dirty. I don't think it was talked about, but Trevor Lawrence was not a happy camper, and I think it turned down in the second half. Uh, But for me, other takeaways is Bama's beatable, and Dabo Sweeney, it's his era. I think it is. And what's interesting about that is I don't want to write off, like Nick Saban's era should never be forgotten, because we're still kind of in the mix of it, and we're we're not saying it's over. But what Dabo Sweeney has now done is equivalent to Nick Saban. He's short a couple of national championships, but he has gone through Nick Saban for him, and he's doing it now without Nick Saban in the postseason. So I think Dabo in 2019, I don't think he had to establish anything else. He loves his underdog role. I understand that. It's something for great motivation, but... Davo is now in his era, and he, we we're kind of like grace with it. You're like, oh, this just keeps happening. It doesn't keep happening. It just that's not a thing. Like right. having Nick Saban and then scooting on over to Dabo Sweeney, that's uncommon. Usually, you won't see dynasty after dynasty. And I think you just have to relish that you had these opportunities to watch this. And I think 2019 really puts it in perspective. Hey, Alabama's gone at least for now. I don't know what what their prospects are moving forward. They're gonna have great draft classes, but it was it's interesting to see the dichotomy of, like, the NCAA and their teams at the top right now, and people want to piss on the ACC, which you can. They're not a very strong conference, but Dabo
3: doesn't care because he's beating the teams he needs to beat at the end of the day. Right, and, you know, if you looked at Clemson all year, they were destroying teams. And And bad teams. Yeah, bad teams. And that's the thing about college football is you don't don't get to really choose, like, the division that you're in or the conference. Um, So, you know, Clemson, my big takeaway from that game against Ohio State, like you mentioned, Roz, You know, great teams, if you don't put them away and you let them hang around, a result like Clemson winning on that last drive, that's kind of what happens. I mean, Ohio State was up 16-0, but they couldn't really score those touchdowns in the red zone. And a team like Clemson, even when they're down, they're so dangerous and they're so good. And that was my main takeaway. I feel like I've seen that type of game so many times before. You get a team that gets up early and can't quite put their foot on the gas. And a team like Clemson, I mean, you saw the power in that team and you know Ohio State was a team like they'd never faced all year but we all knew that they had the talent to match up with them and Ohio State just couldn't put them away and then we ended up with a you know six point victory and it was a, a huge cover um for Clemson I think made a lot of Ohio State fans unhappy but it cover by the way it was
1: coming, you know, from, coming from a guy who I think is happy about the outcomes because I took 12 and a half and two and a half
3: on that day Uh um, a Happy outcome for me. Stressful, but happy. Very outcome. stressful, and, and I think another factor in that game, Justin Fields was not 100 percent healthy, and his lack of mobility in the pocket, you know, I think made their offense a little limited. But you know, that's just what happens. It doesn't matter. Still had an room. arm, in my, yeah, and like I think he's I, got a great
1: arm. Coming into the game, forty and one. If you have a quarterback touchdown interception
3: ratio of forty to one, that's pretty incredible. Yeah, very incredible. Um, so that was a great game. It was definitely the marquee matchup of the playoffs. I think you know LSU Oklahoma is exciting, but I think we saw LSU was clearly the better team, and they just, I mean, ran. I think they could have scored a hundred points. And I were. think that's the opposite of the two things we saw.
1: And I don't know if I grew up in a video game era in terms of playing Madden and NCAA, where you just squash your opponents when you play. I've had a lot. I've taken a lot of issue with teams, the Packers being one of them, and just other teams. Who don't have this Belichickian mindset? And I know they lost the Dolphins this past week, but yeah. if you ever notice the Patriots, it's keep scoring. You, you keep going because you have these instances. For example, Detroit up 17-3 this week and the Packers come back and win. You have the 16-0 and lead for the Ohio State Buckeyes and they allow this comeback because they couldn't finish in the red zone. Now, I'm not even saying it's a matter of they weren't trying, but like you need to get in the end zone pretty much every time you have the ball. That would be my mindset. I'm not a professional coach. I'm talking to you through the other side of a microphone right now. But score. Come into every possession knowing to score. Because I see a lot of times, and you can say I'm wrong, I don't care, but I know this when looking, a lot of times is preservation and like making sure that they don't lose the game. And in that instance, you're going to lose the game. I've seen the Packers do it with running the ball three times into the line. I've seen the Packers do it a myriad of times just calling the wrong plays down the stretch because they didn't want to score. They wanted to take time off the clock, but in an un- Reliable fashion because it just never worked,
3: and I think I'm I have PTSD about it. But right, it's stop on the neck. It's that attack mindset, and I think you know you're talking about an offensive perspective. I think defense too. You see it all the time at the end of the games. Teams go into the prevent defense. You know they're up a score and they're trying to stop a touchdown. Um, But I've always been a big fan of the prevent defense prevents you from winning because you know how many times have we seen. A team in the pre-event march down the field and then you actually get a shot when they've been bringing pressure all game and that's been working so like you said having that mindset um, LSU definitely had it they their foot was on the gas the entire first half they came out 42 points um, yeah 42 points ended up putting up 68 so that was overall effort it was unbelievable um, you know sad to see Jalen Hurts his career end like that but LSU was just clearly the better team and Oklahoma was missing a lot of starters not an excuse, you know, you, you got to play the game with who you got, but that was an absolute beat down and I'm excited to see this game between Clemson and LSU because it's hard to see how they match up with Clemson not really playing anybody good all year, but we, we saw them play against a team that was number one in the nation for a while in Ohio State um, and they definitely had the talent to compete. They've won a couple national championships, so is Joe Burrow going to be able to put up a good enough game for this LSU team to win? He might, but I, I'm uh, I'm with Clemson here. Interesting. So they were
1: plus three opening li- or plus three and a half with the opening line, mm-hmm. um, and apparently it's that shot up. Yeah, it's gonna. Sh- I'm gonna. We're gonna pull up the exact lines because obviously this is a gambling show, and we're gonna have to pick. Interesting that you said that about Clemson because, you're right, Joe Burrow probably played a second rate. Second-rate defensive team. But again, they're still the fourth-ranked team in the country. Right. And Clemson didn't play anybody all year long. And where I wanted to back that up is you're right, but I think they played the best defense in college football.
3: Yeah. I think think
1: Ohio State had the best defense, and it showed for the majority of that game. And Travis Etienne just with some amazing runs off the catch to kind of break that down. But Chase Young constantly in his face. The DBs, Okadua, unbelievable. And I know there's a lot of injuries. I mean... They were say Scott Van Pelt at the end said there's something to say about always oh, saying, Oh, there's will in sports, but legitimately all you saw was will in that game. I mean, J.K. Dobbins yeah. went down with what would have put me out for three months with an injury. <laughs> and he came back in twice and still ran so powerfully. And so that game was so amazing. And I think that we lost the best defense in the twenty nineteen college football season, which makes it interesting to me because I know LSU has a very strong and stout defense, good run defense. Not their there's been times where their secondary hasn't been as strong. They have some amazing pro candidates in on their secondary, but we'll see. Trevor Lawrence is who he is. He won a title. He was a true quarterback in that game last year, all throughout the playoffs. And I think they have a strong defense, so it'll it'll be interesting. There's something to me though that has Joe Burrow will outgun any team currently. That's why I like LSU. Yeah, I think their offense is more prolific than any defense that is left, and definitely any offense in terms of keeping up, and I'm talking about a guy in Trevor Lawrence I really trust. Yeah,
3: and you look at Joe Burrow through the whole year. One thing I love about him is he never falters under pressure. Um, you know, LSU, you know, especially that game against Alabama, he had a great game, and they've really been a super great offense all year. And then coming into the SEC championship game, I was kind of wondering, you know, this is probably the biggest spot Joe Burrow has been in. In his college career, and he came out and I think silenced any doubt that I had that he could play in a big game, and then followed that up with the performance against Oklahoma. So, although Joe Burrow has not been to a championship game, um, my thought is that he's going to perform because you've just seen him throughout this year. He has never really looked shaken at any point. Not to say that LSU hasn't really been uh, tested a ton um, because they've been so good all year, but yeah, I think this will be a great matchup, and you've got Trevor Lawrence, who's been there before, who has done it, who has won against a pretty damn good Alabama team last year. So um, coming off a huge win against Ohio State, I think this is going to be a a great matchup. And, you know, if LSU gets out to an early lead, that's my only thing that I worry about for Clemson uh, because I don't think that they're going to take their foot off the gas pedal um, like we saw Ohio State do, and they just, you know, just couldn't get it done. But I think this will be a good, solid game. Um, there's going to be a few key plays that determine it, and we'll see how it shakes out. But, yeah, this is just part of another very exciting bowl season. No, I feel you
1: 100%. And before we get into our picks, because the pick of the litter is Manscaped. we gotta we got to talk about our sponsor, Manscaped. Support for the opening line comes from Manscaped, who's the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precious and er, precision engineered tools for your family jewels i really like that line and we're going to get through this folks i know that i've delivered some poor advertising before and that's why Xander's taking my bookie because my bookie i think banned Roz from giving their speeches but let's talk about Manscaped a little bit this is a product i honest to god endorse because i used and bought before we knew they were going to be on the show it's 2020 and you know what that means new year new me new balls and i gotta tell you I like having a fresh pair of balls going out, especially on New Year's Eve. You're going to get this beforehand. Amazon can ship within a day. They can be there by 9 p.m. tomorrow if you get the Amazon free trial. Listen up, men. Harry bushes are so 2019. If you're going to pick any New Year's resolution this year, let it be to take care of your junk. Manscaped is making it easy with their grooming products. I mean, Wits, quick story on my end before you get a quick story in. I had to use scissors growing up. Honestly, I'm from the stone age. I'm 25 Tried using scissors, got a nice little nick, and luckily it was high enough not to hit the shaft or balls. So I, I've been looking for a product for most of my young adult life mm-hmm. to make sure that the precision down there is great so that there is satisfaction later on in the evening. Any, any quick story you got about
3: ball injuries? Uh, I've, I've had quite a few, I think, more than I can count on one hand. So I, I would definitely endorse Manscaped as, as the product to go, especially with New Year's coming up. You need to be fresh need to be fresh going At the end out. of 2019 and the start of 2020, it's all going to happen in one big night, so Manscaped, that's the place to Right, go. and you've heard that me and him have had nicks on
1: both of our privates, so that's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. Their lawnmower 2.0 has property skin-safe technology, so this trimmer won't nick or snag your nuts. Manscaped accents are finally a thing of the past, thank God, and I don't use the same trimmer on your face as you're using on mm-hmm. your balls. I've got multiple trimmers. Not even my face trimmer is as good as this ball trimmer. That's just it would be dirty to share the same thing. Manscaped also has the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. Already put deodorant on your armpits, why not put deodorant on your smelliest part of your body? And that is the gooch area. I know we probably don't want that word in, but I'm gonna let you know that is exactly where the worst smell is coming from. Get 20% off, plus free shipping, plus free shipping, which is huge these days, with the code BELIEVE, B L E A V at manscaped.com. Start the new year off right. The way <clears> – <throat> start the new year off right way uh, – uh, I can't even get this last line off. I was so close. One line away. Start the new year off the right way by using the best tools for the job. Your balls will thank you. And the other people on the other end, men, women, anything you're looking at will thank you as well. Used Manscaped. It's awesome. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code BLAV at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code BLAV, one of my favorite products. That was a long thing. They have even us reading scripts now here at the opening line, which I love. And first off, that is a true product I'm happy to read about all the time. Um, It's one of our 2020 resolutions other than me getting back in the gym because I'm 250. But we're we're working on that as well. NCAA championship time, LSU-Clemson, we've given some initial thought to it. I'm still pulling up the actual line that we're going to be seeing for that game. I Still a lot of three and a half all over the place, but I think you're right in that it did jump. Um, other than the the two quarterbacks, any other determining factor in this game? I mean, LSU's starting running back was hurt. Now he gets some more time to heal that hamstring. Travis Etienne looking like the potential Heisman candidate that, that he was. Are they factors in this as well as the receiving core, one that is banged up in Clemson versus one of the best receiving cores I've ever seen on a team with Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase in LSU? What might be another factor in determining the winner of this 2019
3: uh, or 2020 NCAA championship game? Yeah, well, I think the, the Clemson Tigers linebacking rotation is going to be a, a huge key to this game. You know, Clemson runs a 4-3 defense, and they do have the best linebacker in the country. Um, so I think that's going to be a huge key to this game. I think you saw LSU was able to run the ball pretty effectively without um, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. He was a little banged up. Um, but you know that they really their offense really flows through the passing game. So I think these Clemson linebackers, this is going to be a huge test for them. Um, You know to make sure that they're uh, you know dropping back into coverage. There were so many wide open receivers for LSU in that game against Oklahoma. But uh, you know Clemson's defense. Obviously the pass rush is big, but both of these lines are I think extremely talented. I think the Clemson linebacking core is going to be a key to this game. You know whether they can stop the run, put some pressure on Joe Burrow, and also defend over the middle. I think that's going to be a key here. And Roz, I think for me. You know at three and a half i like clemson so at six or seven whatever the game ends up being i still like clemson here uh, i think they get out to a much better start than they did against ohio state and the fact that trevor lawrence dabbo travis etienne that they've all been there before um, i like the experience here i like the talent and lsu they are a great team and they've been i think the best team in college football all year but i, I do like clemson I think they take this game down and what's going to be, I think, a very memorable matchup. I think we're going to see a game kind of like the Clemson-Alabama game where Deshaun Watson had that last-second touchdown to Hunter Renfro. I think it's going to be that back and forth. But I I do like Clemson here on the money line and plus the points. The money line's the the interesting one because that's really, I think, the bold prediction of this one
1: the best one they're giving you right now is clemson plus six so i'll let you ride with that because that's lsu minus five on the other side for me is the best one i can find right now clearly the jump from the three and a half um, money line you've got them at plus 180 i'm going to take lsu not money line i'm going to take them with the spread minus five I would love for that Deshaun Watson game-winning touchdown, but I think Joe Burrow is going to put it away in the fourth quarter, and they can win this by 13. I think they get away from Clemson. Trevor Lawrence, who may do on his le- or with his ground attack, great, but they also just faced Jalen Hurts, who arguably is a better rusher than yeah. Trevor Lawrence. So if they can stop that, I think Clemson is even more trouble, especially with the injuries to their wide receivers. I don't know. I think you're getting a banged-up... And after coming off of a game like the Ohio State game, it's hard to rally for a game like that one more time. I mean, everything you saw in that game against Ohio State, almost like they put everything on the line already. It's going to be tough to rejuice up. I know it's the national championship game now, and they should be able to do so. But I got to tell you, a lot of energy you could tell was spent in that game. I like LSU here. I I don't think it's going to be a runaway to begin with, but I think down the stretch just like a nice horse that you're betting on. It's going to pull away for you, and you're just going to watch that stallion ride off into the sunset. So I'm going to go LSU here. I love Joe Burrow. What a great guy. First off, what a great group of quarterbacks in this NCAA playoff. Like the yeah. First and foremost, 2019, you're the quarterback. Sometimes you don't get that in college football. A lot of the times, like in Alabama or in ICC school, it's all on the run and all on the defense. The quarterback's dominating this year's college football. Race, wits. We were headed in to the NFL,
3: where we were very successful gambling, and we used my bookie. So tell us a little bit about my bookie. Yeah, well, Raz, we just had Christmas, and I know that Christmas has come and gone, but the Super Bowl is quickly approaching, and we've just seen what our teams have cap- are capable of this season. And now it's time to get your last bets in before the big bowl. Will the Ravens be able to get it done? Will Brady and the Patriots get themselves another ring? I bet you have a feeling. I know I do. Head over to MyBookie.ag to make your predictions a reality, Roz, because MyBookie is one of the most trusted in the industry. If you're looking for a sports book to make some bets for the bowl games, MyBookie is where you want to go. Maybe football's not your thing? No worries. MyBookie's got it all, from the NBA to the Premier League. They've got the fastest payouts, the best promotions, and a very helpful 24-7 customer service team. You can even pool your bets together for a bigger payout. Let's say you got a couple of big favorites this week. Parlay wagers let you bet multiple games together. If they all come through, you win big. MyBookie has more lines and better odds for the player than any other sports book around. If you join right now, MyBookie will match your deposit halfway all the way up to $1,000. That means if you deposit $2,000, you'll get an extra $1,000 in free money to play with. All you have to do is use our promo code BLV to activate the offer. Once again, that's promo code BLV to get your extra cash from MyBookie. Bet, win, and get paid. And Roz, that's the name of the game. Like v says, we are in here to cash tickets. So we've got a lot of interesting matchups here for the NFL playoffs. Yeah, I think so we're going to get a
1: thank you note from MyBookie. They're, like, I think they're like, wow,
3: we put Ro- they take Roz off to MyBookie, let Wits give it a run. Let Wits give it a run. Let Wits it's, give it a run. It's going to be a This is a great guy who should do musical theater. <laughs> I don't think I'm that talented. But, Roz, yeah, my bookie is the place to go. I know that we're going to be placing a lot of wagers here in the NFL postseason. Um, we had a very interesting Week 17. Uh, your Packers <laughs> almost found a way to blow it against the I was the in Detroit for that game, so that was a very struck.
1: I hate, let me be honest with you, I hate going to road territory games. I don't like where the fan base, although let me tell you, the Packer fans came in the clutch there in Detroit as we got – Super loud in the fourth quarter. I think it was a 50-50 split, but now I've been to two games in a row where I've been in the road team, and there's just some ear to it where I can't be myself and be upset and excited at yeah. the same time. Got to be a little more quiet. Got to respect the game a little bit more. Tough one. The, as I said to you last night, the Detroit Lions have never trailed the Green Bay Packers this season and are 0-2 against them. One of the craziest <laughs> stats of all time. three. They're at three-point to or the one-point lead and the three-point lead taken by... The Green Bay Packers were both, as time expired, Green Bay 13-3, a scary 13-3 that we'll get into. But Wits, outside of that being a crazy game, any thoughts, including Week 17, which I'm sure we'll wrap up with, on the
3: 2019 NFL season as we're coming to the new year? Yeah, so my my biggest thought, um, and I give myself a little pat on the back here, my one major prediction at the start of the year was that the Cleveland Browns would be who they always were. They are who we thought they were. and That's why we took the damn field. Right. And they ended up being, I think, about as bad as anybody could have imagined this year, finishing at 6-10, and 10, losing their final three games. And it's official, Freddie Kitchens has gotten the pink slip. Um, he is no longer the head coach of the Cleveland Browns. So I have to say, Roz, with all the preseason hype, um, I think I said it best at the start that the Browns were going to be just about as bad as they always were. And this year they were they were pretty atrocious. I mean, up and down offense, defense. I know they won six games, but this was a team that had so many expectations leading up to the year. And a lot of people a lot of people were were running to the sports book to bet on them to win the Super Bowl and they were an absolute atrocity this year. So that was one of my bigger takeaways that, you know, the Browns, all the talent in the world, couldn't put it together. And also was the Dallas Cowboys. I don't know what's going on. Why they're waiting? Dude, I feel like you took the words out of my mouth there. Because I was going to go. My
1: twenty nineteen thing was heightened expectations that hit the wall harder than a bug
3: in a fly trap. Yeah, honestly, I mean, and that Dallas, you hit it on that. Dallas is one of those teams, right? And I thought the video of Jerry Jones watching Cle- or Philadelphia go up by ten in the fourth quarter was it was hilarious because we
1: don't like to swear on the show. We do swear on the show. Like We this phrase we like called "honey dicking. It's when you. It's everything's so sweet, you're enjoying it, and then bam, the wrong thing happens to you at the end. Right, and the Giants
3: had a chance to win that game. That's what we we'll said. The Eagles
1: were, led that thing as long as they could, or kept
3: that close as long as they could, and then pulled away just to break the hearts of the Right, in a tie game, Giants were driving, and all of a sudden uh, Philly kicks a field goal, Daniel Jones fumbles the ball right next to the goal line, Philly picks it up for a score. Um, and even though Dallas beat the crap out of the Redskins this week, it wasn't enough Uh, because they lost to Philly last week. So i got to give a lot of credit, Roz, to Doug Peterson, because you look at that offense, and it is decimated. I mean, no Alshon Jeffrey, no Miles Sanders. No Zach Ertz. No Zach Ertz. No Deshaun Jackson. um, But Boston Scott, guys like Greg Ward, who was a starting quarterback for the Houston Cougars a couple years ago, or the guys coming through in the clutch, um, and Carson Wentz. I mean, say what you want about the guy. but Which I say a lot about, because he still stinks. Yeah. But this that was, was the Giants. Uh, Keep that in mind. It was, but this was a, a good-faith effort by the Philadelphia Eagles, and anything can happen in the playoffs. Just ask Eli Manning, who's won two Super Bowls as a wild card. So I give a lot of credit to the Eagles and Doug Peterson here because they were decimated and ended up making the playoffs. But like we mentioned,
1: so, since we're talking about expectations coming into 2019, the Eagles fell way well, under expectation. A lot of injuries. understand that. The NFC East as a whole, I think, Fell under that category. I mean, a lot of hope. You didn't really think Daniel Jones was going to become the starter that fast. And the Giants are more of a team on the rise, whether it be slow or fast. But like expectations around the league, the NFC East wasn't going to be this dumpster fire that it was because it was a dumpster fire. I don't care. If the Eagles came out and impressive, finishing the last two years, winning your two division games. The dumpster fire that is the Dallas Cowboys with probably three with the probably one of the best all around three star. Connection, combination, I mean. Sure. Ezekiel Elliott, Mari Cooper, who I think is an absolute stud. The numbers show it. He's a quiet guy. He's not one of those loud, abrasive wide receivers like T.O., blah, blah, blah. And then Dak Prescott, who I think is the best quarterback in the NFC East and is emerging talent and has a great arm. There are still things in his game that needs to improve, but again, he's a young
3: quarterback. You have all three of those and you go 8-8. Eight and eight. Right. And for me, the Dallas Cowboys, it's always the little things that they don't do well. You know, they have all the talent in the world, kind of just like the Browns did. But, you know, you look at the teams at the top of the league who this year were consistently making things happen. Um, You know, it's the teams that do the little things right, Roz. I mean, looking at Baltimore, uh, you know, 14-2, and what an awesome season. But they were just constantly on every week. The best rushing attack in NFL history this year. Um, constantly doing the things that led them to an AFC North title in you know a season which they beat the crap out of teams. I know they had a couple clunkers, one against the Browns, uh, but overall just a phenomenal season. And then look at a team like New England, which I know we brought up, uh, who lost to the Dolphins. Uh, which uh, shouldn't go. explainable. We should speak about that.
1: It was it was unexplainable, but it is the first time. Please say it's the first time you've had a little bit of doubt. A game at Foxborough to clinch. A wild card buy against
3: the one of the worst rosters combinations in the world in the Dolphins. And just a quick quick interlude, how shocked are you that the Miami Dolphins won five games this year? We're very shocked, especially the way I think they went five and six in the last eleven. Yeah. I mean, if so, you were going to tell me
1: after the first five weeks right. that the Dolphins would win five games. Pretty sure head. I said they were going to go 0 16 on this show. So, right. Very very shocked. Fitzmagic might legitimately be a thing. This is a guy who doesn't look like he has to retire anytime soon because he right. he's a guy you can have back up. He's a guy you might, that's a good right. backup. He, just the magic case.
3: is still there sometime. That's unbelievable. But yeah, Roz, unexplainable loss by the Patriots. But, you know, throughout the year, you're I think. Sugar coating, I think. I'm not sure. Because you're the guy who' was confident about him. To, him. No, I know. I'm just trying Fun. to go back to my other Fun. point. You know, they, they did deal with some injuries this year, and I think I think Tom Brady. Um, you know, yes, he he is getting older, but I think he was dealing with some injuries as well. And I think you know, a team like that to still go 12 and four. You know, when you talk about the little things. I'm the first team I think about is the Patriots. You know, from a special teams perspective, they're always doing all the extra things to get them to where they need to be in the postseason, which is what teams like Cleveland, teams like Dallas. Teams like the Bears just didn't do this year. i well, why so because the Bears were another team. except They were another team. You, to, to be fair, know, very tough NFC North. I just want to. Very tough NFC North. Um, but, you know, the teams that at the end of the day do those little things to get them to the next level and perform with that consistency is where we see some teams in the postseason and teams with all the talent in the world sitting on the sidelines, Roz. So, you know, looking at this first round of NFL playoff games, you know, what, what's the game that stands out to you the most here in the wildcard round? Uh,
1: I don't know what stands out most to me. I know what game I'll be focusing on the most, and I think that's the Vikings versus the Saints. So we got the three versus the five there. And like we said, this came down to inches. Jacob Hollister with a catch that looked like it was headed into the end zone week 17 on Sunday night, and they just didn't get it done. That is a very depleted Seahawks team, which we'll get into here in a second, but I really wish they were able to hold on because the Packers do become the two, which will most likely result in them having to host the Saints come the divisional round. I think I watched that game because as easy as it is to write off the Minnesota Vikings, what better story could there be for Kirk Cousins to get that first big win of his career in the Dome Against Drew Brees, the hottest offense in the NFL outside of maybe the Kansas City Chiefs. I can't write them off. I think, I think obviously it wouldn't. It's not unexpected to see Brees and them roll through them, and that be it, forty-two to three. But don't be surprised if the Vikings come down to one of those last-second. Stephon Diggs breaks the coverage, touchdowns to beat the New Orleans Saints. I think we're gonna have a better game there. And for me, that's what I want to see. I want to see the Vikings win. So that the Packers will get either the NFC East champion, the Eagles, or the depleted Seahawks, who just lost Michael Kendricks for the year to a torn ACL. No running back game. Marshawn fresh off of 451 days without playing a game. I would like to see either one of those teams. So if that's the game I'm watching, at least on the NFC side. I think we'll talk about the AFC shortly. But I mean, for me, that's my NFC focus for sure.
3: Yeah, and Roz, I'm kind of on the other side here. I don't think the Vikings have a chance in this game, and I think. You know, the main reason is Kirk Cousins. He's never really performed well uh, in prime time, you know, under pressure. So, I mean, that's one of the hardest places, I think, in the league to play is in the Dome against Drew Brees and the Saints. So I, I think they take that one relatively easily. But the game, there's two games I'm, I'm really torn on right now, but I'm interested in how the Eagles come out and play against the Seattle Seahawks, Roz, because the Eagles, like we mentioned, are decimated from an injury standpoint, but they are at home. They are facing a Seattle team that is kind of banged up as well, and I think they kind of stumbled down the stretch a little bit. I think there were talks that the Seahawks might obtain that number one seed, and the last few weeks just really haven't looked that good. So I'm interested in how Carson Wentz comes out. Um, Maybe he can make a little playoff run for himself here. So I'm interested in that game, and also I'm interested to see Josh Allen come out in his first playoff game for the Bills against the Texans because the Texans, Roz, they're like the Washington Nationals before this year. Making the playoffs, can't get past that first round. So I think that'll be a great matchup with Deshaun Watson and Josh Allen. I think that's
1: the best matchup you could ask for because
3: inexperience in the NFL
1: postseason is very evident year in and year out. We can go back to multiple cases of it. And Josh Allen is inexperienced when it comes to the postseason. And I think that's the best bet for the Houston Texans, a team that appears to struggle a little bit. I know that was a meaningless game against the Titans to allow the Titans to even make the postseason. We've seen when division foes have allowed their rivals to make the postseason, just as the Chicago Bears helped my team win a Super Bowl in 2011. Um, Houston can get by this round. Again, they just don't look sharp to me. You have such a top-heavy AFC with the Ravens, Chiefs, and the Patriots. I'll leave them there. Tough loss against the Eagles, but I think Houston minus three and a half is the opening line for it. I like Houston there minus the three and a half. Right now the Saints and Vikings are minus six, and I know what I told you. I think I would like a close game and that's what I'm focusing on, but I'm going to have to take the Saints minus six. I think the Saints will ultimately win this game. I just am looking at that game from a standpoint where I love for the Vikings to come out and get that W. Don't think that's going to be the case. Um, Patriots is interesting. I think There's nobody, no one can sugarcoat it at this point. I think you've been Mr. Confident when it comes to them, so I'd like you to back that up. But that is a tough couple losses down the stretch for the Patriots. Yeah,
3: and especially at home in Foxborough. Right. I mean, there's really nothing to say about that Miami game except it was just it was such an anomaly. Does Bill Belichick lose those games? He he doesn't lose those games, and I think you know, looking, it's interesting looking at the numbers with the patriots, you know, with a bye versus without a bye because they, they've had a bye for so long. Um, it was a record nine straight seasons. 9 seasons, so, you know, the fact that they... oh like
2: shit. To yeah, Los Angeles that's seven months like ago, <laughs> take bachelor the bachelorette. ladies always really in and out the Casado. And want to leave, they make another play the legs and avocado, come on, get carrot, yeah, and practice my vibrato, i mado, magically inclined to hit the lato. I don't even have the cream the bro, with small delirium. Great story, I'll have to get it in. Bro, you lay up, my reputation counts, man. I'll figure out where. So Mario,
1: over, moving, no, rear chain, that's not really
3: Change of scenery, you're gonna be a free agent this season. Some team will
2: take a shot at it. (laughs) But (laughs) I (laughs) got things to show. So I'll just keep pulling around. I think I'd rather. For some reason, that one
1: and a half point a I high just
2: want to me. split that with I think my three,
1: friends. Maybe, I three, my three friends. maybe, three maybe of um, the
2: players play. are the play. Patriots and uh, our own Knows I still think the maybe, maybe, my I forget it I'm that but I can call out the time. That's good with that. That's figures are long time copy. Time in the flow of my life. Y'all just told yeah, yeah, but, normal, normal, but, but I talked to one. Now that's go over meticulous and insist that my trick is to rub my lips like a commentator. Picky 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 with the words get the form get the reps It don't work out like I wanted. I don't friend like a neck hunger toss step to the alert. Please I'm a swir every lemon tree but even me What's it going to mean me I got love you like looking at me I like
3: Me, my opinion. I didn't ask I like you. I
1: like the Bills plus three. Okay, so we're not on the same side in the AFC so far. But we're on the same side with the Saints. I think that's what I meant to say. Dude, right. here's what I'm gonna do. I all good things have to come to an end. And who's to say that this is the end? It's the contract year for Tom Brady. I don't think Bill is tied to Brady like Brady is tied to Bill. Uh here's what it is: Titans are gonna win this game. I think the Titans wow. knock off the Patriots. And if they don't, I'm still taking the points plus 4.5 here because it will take a miraculous play, like we've seen from Edelman in years past, a Brady throw that's errant that still gets caught, and then a field goal to win by 3. But there's too much vulnerability with this team, especially with the way they just lost. For me not to think, one, that this rushing attack with Derrick Henry and Deion Lewis, is going to carve them. And A.J. Brown, who could be Rookie of the Year, yeah. is a tough ask. And I know you've got Stephon Gilmore, who could be Defense Player of the Year. But this defense that was amazing for my fantasy team, if you watched after the fantasy season and into the fantasy playoffs, not that sharp of a defense anymore these days. And uh, it'll be a tough one. I'm going to go with the Titans just because why not have a big take on this show. Um, and then for the Eagles and Seahawks, Seahawks minus one on the road. I'm perplexed here. That's, that's probably this is probably the toughest game because you don't know. Because I think the Eagles are really bad. Like they're a really bad team. I mean, you see them play these really bad teams super close, and then just aren't even in these games with the big dogs. Yeah. How hurt is Seattle is the only concern I have. I think Russell Wilson alone can beat the Eagles. I think it'll be harder, but how hurt is the rest of the Seahawks team? And is it too depleted? You lost your left tackle. You lost the linebacker. You lost your entire running back core. You don't have a whole lot of receiving options. You've got a young DK Metcalf. Russell Wilson is Russell Wilson, an MVP caliber player. I will take the Seahawks, minus one,
3: but it's going to be a freaking fight, honestly. I think it'll be a fight, too, and Raz, I know both teams are banged up, but... I think I've got to go with the momentum here and it is definitely with the Philadelphia Eagles. I mean, they've been in playoff mode for the past month looking at their past four games. They needed to win those games. I look at Seattle, they have dropped three out of their last four. They got spanked by the Rams. They got spanked by the Cardinals. And I know they almost beat the 49ers, but you know, I just, I just don't see it this year. Russell Wilson, I thought was maybe on his way to winning an MVP. Um, Lamar Jackson definitely deserves that. But the end of the year, it was kind of tough to watch the Seahawks play, and especially without Chris Carson and Rashad Penny. Um, Marshawn Lynch was a great running back in the NFL and taking off, like you said, like 450 days. It's not that easy to just get back in there. So can Russell Wilson put the team on his back? Absolutely he can. But I just don't think this is the year he's going to do it. And Doug Peterson, um, Super Bowl champion, I know Carson Wentz didn't do it with him, but this team just—they seem like like a team of destiny, in my opinion. They're kind of like the Giants; those couple times that they won, they just got hot and made a couple big plays. And if Carson Wentz can have a decent game, I, I like the Philadelphia Eagles here, just based on the fact that they've been backs up against the wall for a month now, and they're full gold. They're ready to go. I don't know if the Seahawks are. We shall see.
1: Let's see the rest of the postseason for us. I've written it down the way we have it going. We both have Packers versus Saints, and that's just the way we've bet it out. The lines won't be out until those games are made. I'm going to go with my Packers. I think there's something to be said about Breeze outside of the dome in cold weather in the postseason. It's not his best territory. Is that the best team in the NFC right now, the Saints? 100%. Did the Packers look terrible down the stretch? Absolutely. I have to to believe in my heart of heart not only as a fan but as a sports viewer and spectator Aaron Rodgers is in there somewhere and if he gets hot and there's only one more part of this year that he has a chance to get hot mm-hmm. it's the most important part of the year I think you get him at home where he's 7-1 this year where his record is above 700 whereas on the road he is now one game above 500 it's tough to go in the Lambeau to beat Aaron Rodgers And if you can believe that he can be that MVP one more time, I think it's tough for Drew Brees to go in the cold. And I'm going to go with the Packers to make the NFC championship game.
3: Yeah, I think the weather argument is is a little overrated in pro sports. I know people like to make it out to be a much bigger deal. Um, But this, this Saints team is, I think, the most complete and best team in the NFC. You know Whether or not Drew Brees comes out and has a good game, That'll remain to be seen. They have to beat Minnesota first, but Roz, if we were going to handicap this game right now, I think I'd have to go with the Saints. Um, I think they've just got a, a little better of an overall team, and I think with Alvin Kamara getting hot these past couple weeks, that's it's a very tough team to defend. Latavius Murray, Kamara, Michael Thomas, um, guys like Ted Ginn and Traquan Smith, and Jared Cook, who's been on an absolute roll lately. So that's a game I'm excited about because... Like you said, Aaron Rodgers, you know, one of the like best. It could players.
1: expose us, too. It could it, be, it could show, like, hey, 13-3 might not be the yeah, true masculine but I, I, I
3: think the great thing about the NFL playoffs is if you make it, you got a chance. Right. Right. I mean, and that's with any professional sport. If you're in the dance, you have a chance. Um, no matter if you're the one seed or you're a wild card, like the Giants were, you know, any team has a shot here, but that that's going to be a great second-round matchup. I'd have to go with the Saints, in that one
1: though. Um, as as a part owner of the Packers, it's my obligation to go with them. and I probably will pick them to win the Super Bowl while we're having this chat today. But there's the other side and because we do have different team or yeah, we have different teams in it, but they still would have this matchup. It'll be the Eagles or the Seahawks in my version against the San Francisco 49ers. I know on my end, I think the Seahawks won't have enough especially with the injuries if they get past that, especially going into San Fran. I think it's a foregone conclusion the San Fran team Pretty impressive last night. I know it came down to the wire, and they almost blew that game. But to me, San Francisco is going to host the NFC
3: Championship in Santa Clara. Interesting. I think San Francisco is going to take down their their first matchup, whoever it might be. But I, I don't see them winning the NFC. I, I think it's. The well, Saints. I think the Packers will beat them, but I know they're going to host that game in the NFC right. Championship. Right, right, right. I'm uh I'm going to take the Saints to come out. Of the NFC, no matter how it plays out, and I think uh, I think we're going to see the matchup that we should have seen last year in Patriots versus the Saints in the Super Bowl. Jumping the
1: gun on the AFC side, I (laughs) I I just—I mean, I have the Titans beating them, so I've got a long way to go. Especially if you think the Patriots, who would most likely in your scenario play the Chiefs in Arrowhead, and the Chiefs not only. We'll have that as a home game, but they've already gone into Foxborough this year and beaten the Patriots. And again, any other year, five years ago, it's normal for Belichick to take that L during the regular season because there's no better coach at throwing everything but the kitchen sink at you and seeing where you're going to excel and where you don't, and then coming into the playoffs, shut down everything you thought you had. Just look at what happened to the Rams last year offensively. Mm Mm-hmm. Different team. They're vulnerable. Chink in the armor. I don't care what anybody says. I value that everyone's like, you can't. I'm not throwing disrespect on the Patriots' name. But if they get there, like you said, and I already have it, I think the Chiefs will smoke the Texans. I think the Chiefs are the hottest team in the NFL. I think we're going to get a rematch of Super Bowl two with the Packers versus Chiefs. I think the Chiefs smoke either or. And that's your Patriots
3: or my Texans playing them. Yeah, so for me, Raz, I think the Chiefs are a great team won six in a row. They've won six in a row. Defense as stout as can be. It's very stout. But my one question for you is, has Andy Reid ever won the big game? No. It's time he
1: won the big game. Was he big was on the sidelines with Mike Holmgren when they won the Super Bowl in 1996 with the Packers. And he's going to have an opportunity to make some noise in the AFC with a... I know it's his third year, but it's a second opportunity for Patrick Mahomes. Who is Patrick Mahomes? I think Patrick Mahomes is a level similar to Aaron Rodgers, where I think him alone raises the stakes. They're going to win that game, go to the AFC Championship. I'll let you move your Patriots on up to the AFC Championship just to respect how we're doing this. Then the way I have it is Titans versus the Ravens. You have the Bills versus the Ravens. I don't think it's much of a question, I think, and maybe you have a little more faith in the Bills than I, because I, I clearly have them out in the first round. I don't think the Ravens get stopped here. I think you might see some struggles because they've had some time off. And you might get a little concerned there,
3: but I think they're going to get to the AFC Championship game and play the Chiefs. Yeah, I agree with you on the Ravens. I think they're going to get there as well, and I think Lamar Jackson answered all the questions that I had about him this entire year. Still a year. glaring question. There is a glaring question because, you know, if, if you guys do remember, Lamar Jackson in that playoff game last year was, was bad. Pretty, pretty, pretty bad. Pretty bad. Looked like he didn't belong. Um, so I was interested to see how he performed this year, and I think he did. He definitely answered every question I had that he is one of the most dynamic playmakers in the NFL. So I think he performs well in this postseason. But in the AFC championship game, which in my scenario is Pats versus Ravens, I think the Patriots do it again. I think they find a way to make it work. And I don't care how ugly it's going to look. I don't care if Tom Brady throws for 100 yards in both of these games. I think they're going to find a way to get it done and expose something about the Ravens that have not really been exposed the entire year. So that leads me back to my... Patriots Match Saints. What should have happened last year in Patriots Saints? Well,
1: since I've eliminated the Patriots two rounds ago. Sure. Uh, the Chiefs, to me, are going to beat the Ravens because it'll prove, it'll force Lamar Jackson to do what he has not had to do. And the only opportunity in which he needed to come back, he didn't against the Cleveland Browns. Right. They'll get out ahead. The Ravens are a powerful offense, but that's what I'm talking about and saying that the Chiefs are back to that level with a guy like Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. They're going to get out ahead. This could be a 31 14 game. Middle of the third quarter. Not a game that's over at that point, but it's not gonna be the game suited for Lamar Jackson because it'll completely take him off the ground and force him to go deeper in the air. I like the Chiefs to go to the Super Bowl to rematch Super Bowl two against the Green Bay Packers, and it'll be twelve for Mahomes. And honestly, the guy from State Farm cannot be more excited. Gabe from State Farm or <laughs> State what, Farm guy. The state farm agent will have so many commercials during that Super Bowl that uh, they'll be excited. And I got the Packers winning it all because there's something in Aaron Rodgers from the time he didn't get selected by any D1 school, from the time he got passed on for Alex Smith, that knows that if Skip Bayless is going to chirp you, Max Kellerman's going to chirp you, and all these other people are going to chirp you, you show that you're going to come out there and be the man you are. And that is a bad man. (laughs) So I'm all in. Packers. Steven A. Roz over here going nuts on it. You can pick your champion. I can't see you picking the Patriots. I mean, dear God, if you do, there's no way. I wouldn't let you do it on the show. We'll beep it out if you shoot. We'll... Roz, I'm taking the Patriots. Dude, you're not taking the Patriots. I am taking you the Patriots. You can't seriously think. Dude, I'll be, let's just do a bet right here. I don't get everyone on this thing. Do you want the Patriots? Do I get the field? No. That's not how. What do we want to do? I'll, I'm serious about making this bet right now. Um. Yeah, I mean, let's look up their odds. and. Oh, my God. I'm put it in, put it in, yeah. Let's get their odds, and then you can put whatever bet. I'll be like Vegas, and well, I'll take it. Okay. Oh, Deal. my God. I hope you, this is a very serious thing you're listening to right now. Yeah. This is absolutely happening. I'm giving whatever the odds are. I just won beat Jared the other night with this Clemson game. I'm going to take Xander down. He's going to be buying me dinner, it sounds like. He <laughs> can take the Patriots at whatever odds they are. I, that's easy cake for me, but wow. Sounds like which has the Patriots once more winning another Super Bowl. I
3: cannot believe this. Uh, you better believe it, baby, because it's Beating Drew Brees. Beating Drew Brees. So the oh, Patriots boy. are eighteen to one right now. Put your money on it. Plus eighteen hundred. So I'm willing to wager a crisp twenty dollar bill with you. 18 to one. Give me the Patriots. Are we locked in? We're locked in at 18 to one. You can't. Bad radio. You can't see our handshake here, but that is a firm handshake. So that's going to be a, a nice little $360 payout for your boy in about a month. I'm looking forward to it. Um, might put Roz in debt for the rest of his life.
1: But... <laughs> hey, new promotion. I can do this now. Plus, I just won a sweet, sweet parlay the other night. So we're back, back in the black. So we're we're good. Damn. Um, That's an interesting way. That'll be the end of football for us. We've got the Masters coming up. We've got March Madness before that point. I mean, Masters on ESPN, I believe, because they just did their first commercial and golf fans popped their first wood of the season. Um, I'm excited for what 2020 has for us. We're going to get into a little bit more of a debating-style show where we still cover the gambling, but it's going to be a little bit more undisputed, first-take-esque, just we're smarter and have better takes. Uh, and then I hope to get guests going. It is so hard. You guys have no idea coming from West Coast to Midwest time zones. We, we do our absolute best. We've been kind of stood up from by some guests, and it is what it is, but we will, we will bounce back. I'm pretty sure we're going to break this down into a two-part episode as is just because of how long we, we've been at it here, which is good because you need more content from us since we were on such a lull. Wits, how was the holidays? How's everything else going? Are you excited for 2020? What's a resolution in your life? Dash, do you have a sport or an opening line resolution?
3: (laughs) Yeah, obviously, we want to get back with some more picks this year. and We're we're going to be into a little bit of a dark place after NFL is over. But, yeah, I think uh, playoffs are going to be a lot of fun, guys. And uh, we're going to be here with, with you every step of the way and on our way to another Patriots Super Bowl title. So I'm excited for that, excited for New Year's. And, um, yeah, we'll catch you guys next year. We'll catch you next decade. Next
1: decade. Yeah. I mean, another decade wiser, they say. At least that's what I'll be. I'm looking to cut weight. That's my resolution. You're looking at a pudgy Roz right now. He came in knowing he was expecting the winner. So he put on some pounds. But this is a guy who knows how to cut. So I'm very excited to get back to a lean shape in 2020. Chicken and spinach every day. Chicken and spinach. It's the way to grow. It's like Popeye. And, uh... You know what? I'm excited for what the new year has in store. And I know that we will be bringing on fun people. And if you listen to this show, this is an honest advertisement here. If you listen to the show at all and want to debate us on anything we've said in the past or anything that I will provide you uh, upon your response, we are happy to have you on for a quick segment of you debating with us. It'll be fun. This is the opening line with Wits and Roz. We will be back better than ever in 2020. And we do plan to keep... moving. Have a great new year's everybody.
0: Everyone has a favorite photo. Now you can turn yours into canvas wall art at canvasworld.com. Canvasworld.com will print your photograph on a handcrafted custom canvas at the size of your choice. They combine the latest technology and environmentally friendly inks to produce canvas prints that are higher quality than ever available before. And they guarantee their work for life. Maybe that's why six of the country's top 10 hotel chains choose Canvas World. Their prices are a fraction of what you'd pay elsewhere, and it's easy. Just upload your photo, choose a size, and you're done. They'll even digitally retouch your photo absolutely free. Place your order at canvasworld.com today and save 35%, plus get free shipping when you enter promo code PHOTO at checkout. Get big canvas prints at big savings at canvasworld.com and save 35% and get free shipping when you enter promo code PHOTO at checkout check out order yours today at canvasworld.com that's canvasworld.com where photos become oh, art shit <laughs> La, da, 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 da.
2: you want you really want <laughs> Hot shit. Uh, I moved out to Los Angeles seven months ago. Rotate the bachelor, ladies, always in and out the casa dough. The And casado. once you leave, I make another plate of eggs and avocados. Avocado. Come on guitar and practice my vibrato. Okay. Amado, magically inclined to hit the lado. <laughs> Bro, I don't even have the cream the brew with small gelato. I stay up, I have to get it in pro layup. My reputation oh. counts, man. I figure out when. I, I, Around, around, oh, But I I got things to show. So I just keep coming around, 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 home. home. Until I come around, rock with your boy, rock with your boy. Just wanna split that with my friends right, right. I keep on considering the plans <laughs> I'll be there with 50 rubber bands 50 in my hands you go down welcome around Yeah, yeah All out my mind Pride, forget it, poppin' like a cola, ta-ta You're good with that, I'm good with that, y'all So Shots are popular, switching the flow up modular. Y'all just choked and I talked to her. Now you scope with binoculars and insist that my trick is to rub my lips a kilometer. Picky, picky, picky with the words, get the form, get the reps. It don't work out like I wanted. I don't fret like a neck hunger. Toss step to this if you please. I'ma squeeze every lemon tree life has given me. Oh, yeah. What's it gonna mean for me? I got love in the music. I'm pushing and losing if I could just chill. your boy, yeah, I just wanna see it with your hands And if you wanna stack with your boy, pop with your boy, yeah I'll be here with 50 rubber bands I just wanna split that with my friends I keep on considering the plans I'll be there with 50 rubber bands